call me Dr. Jones, known as the Night Tripper. Got my satchel of gree grease in my hand. Then we're tripping up and back down to buy you. I'm the last of the best, they call me the Greedy Man. What's up, motherfucker? Got many clients. Hello, hello, hello. Come from miles around. Everybody, sit down. Running down my Relax. Welcome to the Po' Boys Podcast. I got medicine. I'm your host, Jody B., that motherfucker. I got a new episode for you. Now, this one has been a long time coming. And I say that uh, kind of in jest because I've literally asked this person to be on the show, I don't know, seven times. And he has thwarted me every time. Thought he didn't like me very much. <laughs> He's a tough nut to crack, but. We had a nice long conversation, and uh, I really do uh, appreciate uh, Mike, my guest, for this this week's episode. Uh, Mike Moore from the Wheelbarrow Full of Dicks Internet Radio Program. Um, it's really cool to to meet people that are more creative than I, and you know they've done a show for a very long time, and I harp on it a lot of this episode. But um, it's it's a really neat thing. Um, I think for anybody that's doing a show currently, you would have to have that sentiment. I mean, it's it's not easy to do this every week, let alone you know every week for years. You know, it's it gets kind of old. And uh, yeah, man, I think that it's it's really cool. So I'm glad that he finally caved and uh, decided to to bless me with his presence. So without further ado, Mike. Mad Mike, Uncle Mike, Spider Mike, Crazy Mike, motherfucker. In your breakfast, try a little bit of. Hey now. The world is a vampire Sent to drain Secret destroyers Hold you up to the flames And what do I get For my pain Betray desires And I Smashing pumpkins early in the morning. <laughs> uh, I don't think. See, this is probably one of my favorite Smashing Pumpkins songs out of out of however many. There's a fuck ton of them, 
And uh, I picked it just for our, our guest today here on the Po Boys podcast, the P.O. Boys podcast. Uh, we have the the commander, the commandant, the captain of the ship from the wheelbarrow full of dicks internet radio program. Mike, how you doing, buddy? Jody, I'm doing all right. The the P.O. boys thing, you know, it, it auto-corrected that, and I just, I never fixed it. Because I actually thought the auto-correct, that's one of the few times that you get auto-correct, and you're like, oh, that's way funnier than... <laughs> Just saying it. It is pretty funny. Uh, I think I've only had a few people that just for some reason can't pronounce it. And I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying I don't know. You know, from the South, it's po' boy. Like it's it's like a sandwich, but it's not. And I've had other people. Is it poor? Is it pa 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 boy? The pa boy podcast. Is that what you do it for? Is it sandwich? Mm Hmm. Well, uh, how about? The it's idea. a double entendre is what it is. It, it is because technically it's po as in poor, and I just speak horribly. But also, uh, you know, that is a sandwich. So that's the, where the spelling comes from. I think just it's the same way. P o comma or p o apostrophe, whatever the fuck. Uh, yeah, it's not proper English. If that's what you're asking. No. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, it auto corrected the first time, and I was like, oh, I like that better, and so it's just. Uh, I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it. So, uh, it's early. I appreciate you coming. It's, 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 it's weird during doing this in the morning. I don't think I've ever done it in the morning before. I like usually uh, record things under cover of darkness. So it's. Uh, I think um, one of the earliest episodes that uh, I've done was with Rob. Our brother B-Rob from the Random Ramblings with Rob podcast. I made his ass get up at like nine o'clock in the morning too, yeah. and uh, maybe it was earlier. It might have been eight. It was early as fuck because he got on all groggy and shit. Hey man, what's going on? And I was like, hey, <laughs> sorry, this is all the time I got for this. He wanted to do like a two-hour show. Well, he usually records in the morning though, doesn't he? No, I think he usually records late at night when wifey goes to work. Oh, I thought he did it when he was home during the day. Oh, that's back in the back in the. I guess. Not now. Right. Well, it's it's something to do with, uh, you know, his wife, I believe, works at night. And then he will do his shit after she leaves or gets ready to go. So it's 10, 11, 12. I've heard him recording at 1 o'clock in the morning on some of his shows. Like, it's <laughs> that motherfucker is dedicated. <laughs> I can't stay up till 1 o'clock in the morning anymore, man. If I'm up past 9.30, I feel like I'm going to die. I can't stay up past midnight. I, it's, you could put a gun to my fucking head. It's not happening. I try, and it for some reason, when that 12 o'clock hits, baby, it's the, the pumpkin, it goes away. <laughs> we are. I'm on the couch. I just pass the fuck out. Usually my wife will elbow me and shit and be like, hey, dude, go to bed. And I'm like, um. And then, I don't know, 1 o'clock, I'll wake up and go to bed. Mm. It's almost like a a junkie at this point you know i want to stay up later mike i'm 31 years old I, I don't feel like i should be at the point in my life where i'm just dozing like an old man but fuck i get up at like six most days during the week and uh right in that sweet spot where you, you try to fight it you know that's that's when people go get the the convertibles and stuff right it's, <laughs> <laughs> when you just have to face facts man you you got you gotta go to sleep I, you just reminded me, 
I saw something the other day. Have you ever seen a person in a convertible that has no earthly business in a convertible? Like maybe it's not their car, they're just riding with their buddy. Uh, I saw a Corvette and there was a man in the passenger seat of that car who had to be six foot eight. <laughs> and I really don't think, cause it was kind of hot and I don't think they wanted to put the top down. I think it's just whoever, Out of necessity, it just whoever picked the giant up from the airport <laughs> was like, Oh fuck, this isn't going to work. And so literally his head was four inches past the top of the fucking windshield as they were driving down the freeway. And it was just one of those things. Why the fuck would you have the top? Oh, cause he's a giant. That's why. <laughs> Shame on that guy. You need to know better. <laughs> Stupid ass people. Anyway. Um trying to see where we're gonna go here, motherfucker. I picked the smashing pumpkins. That was that was all for you, man. I don't even like the pumpkins that much. You seem to what, be a you're a fan, yeah? You're wrong. Hmm. I'm I'm wrong because I'm not a fan, or I'm wrong because you're you're not a fan. No, no, you you should you should dive into the uh, the back catalog, Jody. Do you have any recommendations? Because I think the only CD I've actually listened to is it what Melancholy, like the one that has most of the hits on it. Yeah, with uh, well, the first three are pretty much flawless. Right. Uh, uh, every every song on Melancholy could have been a single. Uh, it's just a whole. 48 tracks of or 48 let's say it's 14 28 28 i went over a little bit there it's like 28 tracks there isn't really a bad one uh siamese dream is perfect gish is perfect I really then after that it's just like a steady decline man it just goes down huh yeah i mean a door is good but it's not great uh then Machina came after that. That one was, it had some good songs on it. And then it's just kind of like everything else is just, it, it's like a, it has bright spots and it's like, oh, God, I remember when this band was great. It's, it's, like, it's, it's not great anymore. Yeah, you said you were commenting on some of their new music the other day. Uh, not feeling yeah. that as cool. much. The new one I've I've listened to a dozen or so times, and I, I keep wrestling with whether I hate it or just think it's okay. Right. Uh, I heard a new Allison Chain song uh, <laughs> like Tuesday, and it really hurt me, man. I can't. Their first one back with the new guy, I thought was really good. There was one song on there that, for me, really hit kind of in the wheelhouse. And I'm trying to remember what the name of the fucking song was. Because uh, I guess I I didn't... There was a point in my life, Mike, where I didn't really have the internets and, and ways to find these things out. And I know well, you said There was yourself, a point in our lives when none of us had the internet, Jody. But was it when the new Alice in Chains CD had come out? Oh, no, no. That was... Right. <laughs> That's... The internet by then. But that's what I'm saying is I, I was kind of distant from the information at the time. So I thought maybe that was actually uh, like a posthumous release of a previous Alice in Chains song, which wouldn't surprise me if it's your first CD back and you, you haven't had a lead singer, then maybe if you had anything in the chamber, you would just throw it out there. But uh, yeah, that wasn't, that was, it was the new guy. 
I guess Get Born Again, that was a uh, posthumous release. Yeah. So, you know, it wasn't crazy. I didn't discover Mad Season until probably two or three years ago. And that was almost like a posthumous release for me. I just like saying posthumous. It's a great word. <laughs> Stuff you haven't heard yet is posthumous because, yeah. like, I could I could go back and listen to all the Captain Beefheart, and I remember very few of it. But uh, we could just pretend like it all came out after the guy died. Speaking of posthumous, rest in peace to uh, the the illustrious uh, drummer uh, from Pantera. Uh, Vinnie Paul passed away, I believe, yesterday or the day before. How about that, Mike? There's been a lot of motherfuckers dying this month, huh? He got shot when the other guy got shot, but it like just hit him in the leg, right? Yeah. Did shot too? Do I? When, when his brother got killed, didn't he also get shot but didn't die? I don't know. Would you like me to fact check, or are we just going to pretend? No, so we'll just say it's fact. <laughs> Somebody have- else. Um, so, have you seen that fucking video, Mike? Isn't that crazy? The the nightclub from Dimebag Daryl got shot? There's video of it? Yeah, you didn't know that? Yeah. I don't want to watch that. You know, I mean, it's not like you see anybody get shot. Well, actually, that's a lie. You see the guy that shot him get shot. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, by... Police officers. Don't the police officers yes. come out on the stage? There and was either shoot an undercover police officer yep. or yeah. somebody. But yeah, you just see some dickhead jump on stage, and then a little bit of muzzle flare, and then you see you know some other guy come from stage left and start just shooting his ass. Right. I think I might have seen that. Yeah, I've seen it a couple times. It's crazy, man. Did you imagine being in a nightclub, and then all of a sudden you see somebody get laced with a twelve gauge, dude? It would That'd be a, bu- it'd be a bummer. I mean, it's not quite a, a great white, let's burn this motherfucker down kind of bummer, but it's definitely not something that you're going to No, because, I mean, that was just a mistake. The other one is kind of realizing that people are trash. I don't even know what it was over. Was he like a crazy fan guy, maybe? I, th- I think he was a maniacal Pantera fan. And, of course, this, this probably isn't even true. Uh, it's just what I recall from a... 10 something year old news story but yeah I think he was a maniacal Pantera fan that was pissed off that Pantera wasn't around anymore Mm. never got into Pantera you a big fan of Pantera no I mean like if they come on the radio I don't turn them off Uh, but uh, no I never like really dove into them I mean they were okay not a big metal guy I feel like that's kind of around my generation and somewhere between me and you because I think we're only a few years apart there's like a, a real spark in that metal genre man and so there are people that are die hard just guerrilla music fans and I can't I've tried you know I like Rage Rage is okay Megadeth Metallica on occasion but like that when you get into the just random three words crammed together to make a band name the 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 bloody monkey farts and then it's just <laughs> I can't do it, man. Mm. No, if there's a time and a place for it, like if I'm in the mood for it, then sure. But it, I I don't like drive around in my car listening to it just 
recreationally. If if something comes up and I'm like, hey, I'm really in the mood to kind of, you know, rage out, then sure. But I think that's my problem with it, Mike. Like we have a few friends, mutual buddies that that are are metal people, and you know, when you listen to music, you you, you run kind of a, a spectrum. Like you said, there's music for when you're at work or when you're at the gym or when you're just driving to the gas station, whatever the fuck you're doing. And to me, it seems kind What's of... on your ideal gas station playlist? Like, what, what do you listen to when you go into the gas station? Gas station? I don't know. Like, maybe some Sublime? Uh, uh, what fucking... It's a lot of country, if i got to be honest, because that would be just turning on the radio, and my wife listens to this the new, new country stuff, and I'm not too cool with that. Not great. I'm sorry, you were saying something. What did I did I cut out? My bad. No, um, I I cut you off. <laughs> uh, I know what I was saying. I was saying people that listen to metal exclusively. Uh, that means they listen to metal all the time. Like for instance, going to the gas station, or you're gonna just be outside cooking hamburgers by yourself. And you turn on, I would like to listen to some music. And it's just, (laughs) like, that's where I kind of get confused. Uh, Most people, I think, that listen to to heavy metal exclusively, they literally listen to exclusively heavy metal. You ever heard the metal band fronted by the dog, Caninus? No. It's It's metal music, and their lead singer is a dog. And the dog just growls, and they just play metal music while the dog growls. Caninus is the name of the band there. Well, I'm going to have to definitely check that out. I think it's K-A-N-I-N-U-S. Mike, I'm looking this up right now. Caninus? <laughs> this, this has to be... Oh, wow. Okay. This is Caninus. Uh, bite the hand that breeds you. Oh, yeah, all their songs have something to do with, with dogs. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, that just made my day. <laughs> I, I think the, the original singer died, and they had to replace him with a, a new singer. Uh, I, I think that happened again. I <laughs> could be totally making things up. I'm not fact checking myself, but uh, I f- I like uh, kind of oddball stuff like that, like Austrian Death Machine. Have you listened to that? No. It's basically a a death metal band, and it's I don't know if you figured it out, which is the hint there. Uh, they play rage metal music, and they the lead singer says Arnold Schwarzenegger lines from movies. And Jody, you mentioned Rage Against the Machine a few minutes ago. I have a question for you. I uh, I saw a T-shirt that I thought was uh, funny. It, it uh, you remember the cover to Evil Empire with the with the guy on it, the yellow with the guy and the star, and like he had the superhero. shirt. I saw a shirt that was a it was a parody of that, but it had uh, Doctor Evil on it, and it said Doctor Evil Empire. <laughs> Was it just his head, like on the actual everything but the head? 
No, I mean, he was doing the whole thing with his pinky in his mouth and stuff. And, and uh, it said, like, rage against the freaking world. <laughs> I, when, I, when I first saw it, I thought it was really funny. And I was like, I, I have to buy this shirt. And so I bought it and I wore it. And I feel like people were kind of giving me a look like, a, hey, fuck. <laughs> I can't believe this dork's wearing a shirt with an Austin Powers reference on it, you know? And and like I thought about it and I was like, oh no, is this is this not funny? Is this maybe maybe people don't didn't get it. Maybe people just I mean, you know, you see Dr. Evil and you say, Oh, Dr. Evil, that's a Austin Powers shirt. And maybe they don't get the You have to know Red both references. Reference. Yeah. Or maybe you just you can't get away with I guess it's probably like uh I guess you can't really say like talk to the hand anymore. You probably can't wear Austin Powers t-shirts anymore. That movie didn't age well, huh? Some of the, uh, you know how with your buddies you throw the quotes around, but the movies themselves, I watched them recently. They, they held up. Okay. I mean, it's it's Austin Powers, but I still yell, uh, I love gold at people (laughs) sometimes. Uh, but I mean, that, that's the only one that one survived. No, there's plenty. Uh, how about no, Scott? I think that's, <laughs> that's so good. How about no, Scott? Jody, <laughs> I feel like you need to come at your Austin Powers references with like a with a, with confidence, and, and if if we really push it, like if we, I mean, you know, we're still doing the my wife thing, and I mean that's that's long outdated. But see, you come with it with a certain confidence, and then maybe people will be okay with it so i'm, I'm gonna keep wearing my dr evil shirt i guess because i mean i don't really care that much but i mean i i thought it was damn funny it is rage against the machine guys maybe i need to wear like uh i, I need to get a rage against the machine shirt to wear the day before so that the next day they get my reference can I tell you, if you want to feel like a complete rock star, you need to wear it to a Rage Against the Machine event of some sort. It's going to be well, kind of tough. They don't. Money. They don't. And that's what I was going to say. Like, prof- we'll see the prophets of rage. I fucking hated that. Hey, we're the prophets of rage. So, Tom Morello, fantastic guitar player. So don't think for any means that I'm shitting on his work or his art. I don't really get his politics and his solo album stuff is pretty terrible. Have you have you <laughs> indulged in some Night Watchmen, Mike? I've listened a little bit here and there, sure. Ugh. <laughs> Just if I had to write a review, I would give it two stars out of respect and my comment would be ugh. <laughs> I, I wouldn't but, even say is he a good guitar player or is he a distinct guitar player? And I'm not saying he's a bad guitar player, but I mean like when you hear him playing guitar, typically you know it's him playing guitar. And I guess that's probably more important, right? I th- I'd it, say when, both, right? When you hear him playing the guitar, you say, "Oh yeah, that's that's Tom Morello." I guess he's he's a good guitar player. What am I talking about? Yeah, you'd have to be. He's he's very. I'm just, say, I'm just saying. I, I sometimes I, I wonder if if there's definitely I, one or the other. I understand what you're saying. Some people are really good at it, and some people just oh well, that's that guy. So, right. I think the the people that that have their certain sounds, it's like a, a place in time. They didn't really keep that for a long like Slash. 
Yeah, Guns N' Roses. Uh, that's it's pretty notable. And then some of the Velvet Revolver songs, he breaks out that little bit of GNR sound thing. But I mean, he's he's a more of a good player, I think, than he is distinctive, really, until he hits those certain licks, you know. Right. Yeah. I mean, there there's some uh, slash solos that you hear and say, "Oh, yeah, that's that's slash." But yeah, I, I'd say he's more good than distinct. Or Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz is a wonderful guitar player. You know, John Mayer. Like, they're good players. It's just they don't really have a, a distinct sound. Whereas you say Stevie Ray Vaughan. And it's like, oh, yeah, I know that one. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix. I love music. I don't listen to a lot of it anymore. I just listen to podcasts. That's kind of the, the cycle now, Mike. Yeah what happens when you become a podcaster you're supposed to listen to podcasts and be like hey i like this show or yeah i guess listen to it y'all <laughs> you're still in like a discovery period where you try to listen to new things and find more you like to add to your collection yeah i think so um i have a lot of fucking time on my hands to listen to shows so i'm i'm pretty high up there with my my daily intake throughout the week yeah, I've kind of fallen into a comfortable pattern where I just kind of listen to what I listen to, and I don't. I don't really listen to a lot of new things. It's, it's pretty rare, unless unless something strikes me, like you know, unless I get like a message and somebody like shares a, a premise with me that is, you know, like there was a guy that. Uh, messaged me a couple weeks ago and you know it, it was one of those uh hey check out my shows rate review blah 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 but you know he came at it from a like kind of a polite place or you know he was kind of like you know uh you know I, I i'd love your feedback and you know i'm just starting out and blah 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 and i was like okay this guy and the the premise of the show was something like uh uh they they spent one episode writing an episode of uh, a classic TV show. Like they, they would write an episode of Saved by the Bell and then the next episode they would perform the episode that they wrote. So they had kind of a oh, shit. unique premise. It was, it was kind of a cool idea. I thought it was good. And the, the one I listened to was funny, but like there was like only like one guy on microphone and everybody else was kind of like yelling out in the background and it irritated me, so I probably won't listen to it again. Even though I can acknowledge it was a good idea, and I wish I had thought of it, but we're at this place. You know, you mentioned it on your show this week. There's a uh, there's a lot of podcasts, man. So many, like you, you would I never listen. Something that they add like five thousand a day. It's like it's like the move-in population for Denver, Colorado. Like just every single day there's like 8,000 people moving in and probably 200 moving out. <laughs> it's weird. Um it's way more than 200 moving out. Right. <laughs> they do come and go, right? Right. Mm. That is something. You know, I we have our back and forth and shit through the DMs, and uh, one thing that I did want to say to you publicly and, and on record, sir, is I highly respect, you know, the amount of effort that you specifically put in. Now, Travis does a lot of work with, with his side, too, and with respect to Drunk, I know he's he's definitely an on-air talent, so it's 
there's a real neat thing that happens when you guys do your show. Um, you've been doing it for a long fucking time. Jesus Christ, you've been podcasting. Well, not podcasting, recording, broadcasting, whatever you want to call it, for almost nine fucking years, right? Uh, I guess, yeah, we're probably closer to nine now than we are from eight. That's insane. <laughs> like, I can't imagine not only the amount of time and, and creativity it would take to produce a show every week close to it, right? It's, it's, kind of, it's kind of depressing to think about, Jody. No, you're looking at it from the glasses half empty. If your fucking <laughs> glass is half empty, you need to drink out of a shot glass, Mike. You motherfuckers have... It's like Wheel of Fortune. You, you've literally came to the plate once a day, every you know those, week. You know those Wheel of Fortune people work like three weeks a year? They do. They just film a whole bunch at a time. Maybe that's what you should do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just crank out like six months worth of shows in like a weekend. Just record for four hours straight, three days in a row. And just Are like a half hour a piece. Boom. <laughs> then you can take that. Jack just sits around and tweets shit the rest of the year. Uh, sitting on a beach somewhere. I didn't give a fuck. You don't even have to do that anymore. They've got robots that will bl- tweet whatever you want, whenever you want. These, the, these podcasters, as, as we like to say, are, uh, they're very inept at finding new ways to tell you about themselves and their shows. So that works kind of to everybody's advantage because now you can get free promotion basically for people that, you know, figured out all the hard parts. <laughs> well, just, the, the good thing about doing and, and we, we hate to repeat ourselves. It's, it's not something that we generally do, but, uh, uh sometimes, you know, you can you can repeat something when you when you have eight something years worth of content. Uh, I mean, the, the people that were listening five, six, seven years ago aren't listening anymore. So <laughs> you can go back and say the same things, and nobody even remembers. I think even the better show, like the the more popular podcast, even like Joe Rogan and stuff, he repeats stuff all the time. You know, so it's, right. repetition is not necessarily bad. It just depends on what it is. If it's well, I mean, repetition is bad from my point of view. I mean, I know that I could get away with saying some of the same things that I already said. It's just like you know, I I, I don't want to. You know, it's like I, I want to create new things. That's the whole point of doing it. My point is. I think sometimes maybe it would get a little weird knowing that you've put that much time and effort into something. And unfortunately, you're not a fucking millionaire yet. Right. But yeah. the, you know who else does exactly what you guys do? Uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, or whatever the fuck their name from, uh, from South Park. They, they do the exact same thing that you do, if you really think about it. Now, a lot more work goes into it because they're doing full-fledged episodic you know storylines and shit that have to coincide with each other but they literally come to the table every week with a new thing and have managed to do it for that long that's impressive it really is so i haven't listened to i don't know the first five years of it so anytime i'm just bored or i want to check something out i can go back you know just three or four swipes of my finger and uh, hear some crazy story or some bit or some bullshit that you guys did. And uh, I haven't even heard uh, any of the shows with, with Jesse. 
or, or was there a guy named Paul? Like, is there's other right. shit that I don't even know about that that's, I have to go back for? That's kind of fun. It, like when, uh, yeah, I mean, we have listeners that have gone back and started from the beginning, and I get like a random thing that says, you know, hey, you know, on episode seventy five, I'm like, fuck, that was five six years ago. <laughs> Mike, you were almost in your twenties. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what. Uh, yeah, I'm almost a teenager, Jody. So crazy. Uh, yeah, and I and like I don't remember. I don't remember what we talked about three or four weeks. ago. I could go back and listen to a show from a month ago and not remember what we talked about. So uh, to hear somebody enjoying something that we did five years ago and kind of like, oh yeah, I kind of remember talking about that. It's kind of cool. I think it's one of those things where some people need to get the praise just to let you know, like, you you are kind of better <laughs> than these other people out here that are doing this shit. And you should be somebody who is an authority or somebody whose opinion matters. So I do, I respect your opinion very much, sir, with uh, podcasting and broadcasting. Um, I, I don't know that but, much about... The problem is, is I, I think I... I give it to people when they when they don't want it they just kind of <laughs> you force it you're gonna fucking take it <laughs> like no guys i'm an authority on this okay yeah and then they're like yeah who the who the fuck are you it's like being a like a security guard for nine years <laughs> <laughs> It's like, no, yeah, like the, the guy it's going like, through the metal detector doesn't know that you right. have nine years of experience. <laughs> I've seen a lot of things in nine years. Have you? Have you seen people get shot? No, I just I've seen people steal some shit. <laughs> I wave the fuck out of this wand. I got on my fucking my Segway. I remember Segways, and now they took them away because that asshole rode one off a cliff. They're not as safe as they thought they were going to be. Do they not do the Segways anymore? Hmm. I thought that was really like the only uh, plus to being a security guard is you got to ride around on one of those things. I haven't seen a Segway in a while. Uh, I think they have like the little mini cars. You know what I'm talking about? Like a golf cart. Segways went away and we have uh, hoverboards now, right? I haven't seen a lot of those either. But man, I've seen people just bust their fucking ass. I would never get on anything like that, dude. People like fucking dorks on those hoverboards. You don't look cool on a hoverboard. I felt like Segways, you, they were kind of cool, but I mean, hoverboard, honest. it just kind of looks like an asshole leaning forward. I'll be honest. I've only seen one person that looked cool on a hoverboard, and it was two weeks ago. It was a black dude who was probably 20. And, and you're not even hovering, Jody. No, he was just leaning and going it's down the sidewalk. But I, wheels, that's not a, not hovering. It sounds insane to me. Like my ankles would snap so hard, and I would crack my goddamn forehead on the fucking coffee table. <laughs> I don't do anything with wheels, Mike. I don't fucking. I don't skateboard. I don't skate. Uh, I don't ice skate. None of that. Anything? No. I don't. That's not good because my fat you ass. Drive. I hit the ground hard, bro. <laughs> I don't need all that in my life. Yeah. That's a special kind of falling down. You know what I mean? <laughs> when you see somebody eat shit on a skateboard or, or something to where both of your legs could go different directions, 
or they could both go a direction like somebody pulled the carpet out from under your feet and you just go flat on your face like yeah I don't fuck with that that's bad news for me yeah we get see you're a little more north so y'all get a lot more winter time and you're better prepped for it this place shuts down when we get crazy weather and I know we're talking about weather so we'll move forward but uh, some of the worst it's the same kind of fall like when some asshole is trying to walk across a parking lot and just hits that one place and then both of his feet go out and he just slams his goddamn face on the ground like that's how I fall when, when it's wheels or ice skates no <laughs> so you're a good faller no I'm a f- smack my face on the ground faller <laughs> Yeah, it's your perception of what good is I guess ah yeah, I say a good faller. I'm thinking like America's funniest home videos fallen. I mean, you're not a you're not a dainty faller. You fall with all your heart. I fall like I'm giving somebody a DDT. That's how I <laughs> fall. Like I sell that shit. <laughs> it's uh, gravity is a bitch. That's some news stories that were kind of fun. Did you oh, hear yeah? the uh, the lady? I wanted your opinion on this specifically because I figured you would have an interesting take. There was a lady, lady in the United Kingdom who made a video about the effects that she has encountered with drinking dog pee <laughs> to to cure acne. Huh. This is a real video that exists on the internet. I could play it for you. It's this kind of homely I don't want to say she's fat because she's definitely it's, not. It's specifically dog pee. Has she tried other kinds of pee, or uh, is it special in dog pee that? I I haven't spoken to her. Oh yeah, we should reach out. It's it's really strange because like if she was just like a big gross fat chick, people yeah. would be like, ugh. But I mean, she's. She she's all right looking. She's all right looking. She kind of looks like you know that the the chick from the Big Bang Theory, the Kaylee Cuoco lady. Right. Imagine like her like kind of redneck little sister. Like a like a trailer park Kaylee Cuoco. Yes, like a trailer okay. park Kaylee Cuoco. <laughs> sure. And, so, and she made a a video. Hum, I guess. <sighs> drinking a, uh, a hot glass of dog pee like she, she doesn't spread the pee on her face she drinks the pee and it cures her acne uh until i'm i'm gonna read and quote until i drank my first okay wait she's british she drinks the pee see now like all the all the acne creams and stuff they all go on your face i mean i've never heard of like an acne treatment that you, you drink yeah, me either, Mike. <laughs> I've heard of Stridex pads and Clearasil, and and what's the big one that that uh, maybe See, they proactive proactive. <laughs> proactive maybe they don't have proactive yeah, like Adam commercials. Adam Levine used proactive, and then Jessica Simpson. Right, and it it really helped them, and maybe they don't know about proactive in England area. They didn't drink it though; they spread it on their face. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe dogs could just like pee right on your face, and then you wouldn't have to drink it. Which I guess that would be better, right? Just having pee on your face is better than like drinking a glass of piss. Ooh, would you rather? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I I feel like getting. 
peed on is better than like drinking pee. Yeah, because you could like close your eyes and hold your nose, I guess. Right. And then it's, it's right a, there it's on a, your face, and then you can say, oh, well, it's curing my acne. I mean, if you're drinking pee. It's a lose-lose situation. But it's, just, it's just all bad. This lady, because she's not horrifying, <laughs> it says here uh, she claims it helped clear her skin and also cured her depression. Wow. Mm. Kind of make you want to drink a glass of piss, doesn't it? <sighs> no? She actually, during the interview, takes one from the tap, Mike, <laughs> and slams it. And Grabs the dog dick and... She's got, like, this little brown dog, like a husky-looking dog. Husky being the breed, not the, the stature. And she takes a plastic cup, gets her a dose from the tap. Which is even weirder, Mike, because that means that this dog in particular uh, has been has been approached enough times that at this point she could probably just like put her thumb on his back or something and he knows to piss into a cup. Oh, she she trained him. Wow, that's that's amazing. It, you know, it it would be great if like dog piss had you know, like uh, okay. Found a way to like make our cars run on dog piss says until i drank until i first drank my dog's pee i was depressed i was sad and i had bad acne the woman says after finishing the cup urine (laughs) dog pee also has vitamin a in it vitamin e in it and it has 10 grams of calcium it's also proven to help cure cancer quote now she's not a doctor uh, or in any kind of uh, medical-looking outfit that would make... Like, if she was in scrubs, I'd be like, okay, well, maybe she knows something. Uh, uh. Um, everyone tells their own story, you know? I don't know, man. That one's, that one was... It works for her. I saw that. Who gives a shit? Oof. I... Yeah... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, she's she's not affecting your day by drinking a cold glass of piss. I guess you're right. Fuck it. Why should I care? <laughs> no, I mean, we can certainly, you know, read the story and judge her if we want, but secretly. At the end of the day, I'm wondering, you know, if you need to try some piss. This can fix some of my problems, you know, you never know. How bad do you want it? You know, you, hey. you want to feel better. Sometimes you gotta be willing to chug a glass of piss hot. Well, yeah, and and you know, if like she had gotten to her ropes end, you know, on this acne thing to where like she's trying dog piss for it, then I mean, think of all the things that she tried that didn't work. You know, things uh, laying around her house that uh, she tried and said, "Oh, still got acne." You like to go deep on it, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, how many things would you try before you got to dog piss? I mean, I would probably definitely... See, that's... I don't know about commercials. <laughs> like, cause I, I know about Proactive. I know about uh, uh, the different products that they have. And how bad was her fucking acne product- if that shit didn't... If Proactive didn't fix it? Like, god damn. 
that's a product that they can sell to you. I mean, you dog piss you have in your own house. I don't. I don't have a dog anymore. You go get one. Go find one. I think we're going to get one because we have a baby. He's well, he's two. But uh, I don't think we're going to have any more children. I think we're going to stick with just one kid, and then I'll get a dog. That's the way to go. It sounds way better and a lot less responsibility. A lot of her friends are having their second and third kids right now, and it's like, whoa. <laughs> Hold on. You, are you optionally going into this? Did you... Were we on the same ride? Because, <laughs> I mean, he's fun. He's a lot of fun. But... Don't you just always worry? Mm-hmm. Worry all the time? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, God, where's he going? Dude, I can't tell you. I'm going to be completely honest with you, man. And uh, it, unfortunately, uh, my childhood bred into me like a very, a very cold, a very kind of don't care attitude and it's weird because even with my wife it took a few years to get her even in behind the scenes of that right and now i have this other thing that literally scares me to death and they're always they walk around all day uh trying to die and you gotta be like oh don't don't die (laughs) and that's that's your job throughout the day and some days it's more stressful when I'm not there. Like he did swimming lessons this week. You know, on the news, that one fucking guy, uh, Olympic dude, I don't know, was he a swimmer? His little baby fucking drowned. I've been seeing that on the news all week. And then my baby's at the pool uh, for uh, four days, one of which he whipped his fucking hand away from his mama and ran up to the pool. And I said, well, she said, well, he, I, he you know, almost fell in the fucking pool. And I said, well, did he have his little floaty thing on? And she was like, no. You know, they were at a, a class. That's, you know, you get to use those. And I was like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> it's just a constant worry. It's, it's all the time. Yeah. And then, you know, I have other people that are kind of going through shit. And everybody's somebody's son or daughter you know and it's you hear about all this shit that's happening and yeah it's it's definitely a constant fear so <laughs> be ready for that if anybody is listening and you decide to jump into that pool it, it definitely throws your anxiety up about three more notches like for jody me and my wife were talking yesterday extensively about uh leaving the crock pot on when we're not home mm-hmm and that was a that was a worry that we carried with us for like a lengthy conversation at dinner last night is leaving the crock pot on when home. Oh. Had this and had this argument. That, that was stressful enough, Jody. Mm-hmm. Worried about the crock pot. I mean I would hate to add in like a like a like a human life to the equation. It's like a candle. It's like if somebody gave you a candle and just said, Hey, keep this candle lit all day forever okay and you're like all right <laughs> that's a great analogy. and like for the first year or two it's like a little it's like a birthday candle <laughs> and it's it's very sensitive and it's you get worried oh, you gotta keep your stupid hands up over it so the wind doesn't blow it out so when they're first born they eat like every two hours so somebody has to get up and feed the baby. And that's if they're on a good cycle. Some of some kids get colic and they cry. Dude, I will tell you this. And 
this is a conversation that I've had with my wife, so she knows that I'm not a complete psycho, but it's it's just the the way it happened. I know the stories about people who beat children to death, like babies. You know, they just they fucking beat them. I was uh, talking shit. The thing is, uh, I get it. <laughs> I really do. There's a moment where, as a as a person, as a man and a father, you're, this little thing is screaming at you, and there's nothing you can do about it. You slept maybe four hours in two days. And there's this little person <laughs> who is dependent upon you in every way, and it's just, it hits this certain tone in your ear to where it's like nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> So what you're looking you're looking down at the game board and realizing that this Monopoly game is going to last the rest of your life. And you seriously think about flipping the, the board and going, fuck this game! But Just a, you know what? I, I've made a terrible mistake even handing out the, the little paper money. This seemed like such a good idea. We were like, oh, look, all the houses. We were going to have fun. <laughs> and go and getting $200 every year and having a birthday party. Nope. <laughs> it's, we made a terrible mistake. It's 80-20. I'm being completely honest. 80-20. And some days... Hey, that's, a, that's a bad average, Jody. It's, it's not good. <laughs> try to make the average a little bit better. I don't want to fucking lie to you, man. It is 80-20. It's, it's dark, man. Eighty percent of the time, you're gonna be like, "This fucking sucks." <laughs> At least now, I mean, he's he's two and a half. So the first two and a half years, my assessment is, yeah, <laughs> this is just a, a real adjustment, and you don't get to do anything for you for a long time ever. <laughs> That's why I started podcasting, man. This is literally the only hobby I have. It's in my office. Yeah. This is the only time I get to come in here and talk to people other than the people I see every day at work or my wife and kid. <laughs> so I enjoy it. It's nice to be able to talk to other people, even if they're fucking crazy. Like, I've, I've had a few people on my show, and I know you can say this, too, because, Jesus, you've had so many. You've had some impressive fucking guests, too, dude. I high-five through, through the air. <clears throat> well, I mean, it wasn't out of any, like... uh you know, reverence for our program. I, I guess we, we probably just tricked them. You know, it's not like they were looking us up and saying, "Oh, well, this is a, a show of stature. Uh, I should definitely be on it." I mean, it's just, you know, how successful was I at tricking people? I mean, it's not a trick. It's intriguing. Your show's called "The Wheelbarrow Full of Dicks." Now, anybody who's anybody would look at that and go, "Huh." <laughs> now, there there is a small number of people who would go like, nah, or or whatever, but I think anybody in their right mind would see that and go, alright, well, what's that about? And you're really not tricking people in a sense, because, dude, if you really wanted to trick people, you'd buy like 100,000 followers or something, or a million <laughs> for like 100 bucks, however much it fucking costs, and then they'd be like, oh, wow, this guy has a million followers. <laughs> Because that definitely happens. I, I had a guy recently do that to me, and it was kind of rude. I was like, well, fuck you then. <laughs> I don't know. It's as pretty as you make yourself look. Or as, right? You're as big as you, you make yourself look. Well, 
Yeah, I mean, the 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 most common thing that we get is, I think, when people uh, they they I think they think just based on that that like we're gonna have them on and like be dicks to them. Like, you know, we're going to we're going to fuck with people, you know, and, and that that's never been the case. We've never been like rude to anyone, uh, which is like a, you know, a, a uh, rule we kind of made early on is like, you know, we're never going to invite somebody on specifically to be rude to them. I mean, you know, there's there's been a few times that people have kind of come in and had kind of an attitude and. Like it, it's it's gone that direction, but we've never purposely invited someone on to like make fun of them or something like that. Like you know, we got a lot of we had a uh, a pet psychic on, and I had a couple of people reach out to me after that episode, and they said, you know, like why didn't you call this woman on her bullshit? You know, why didn't you, you know, start on her about how pet psychics are bullshit? And I was like, you know, we. Wild. We got to know that there was a pet psychic. <laughs> we thought it was kind of fun, and like so, like we wanted to treat the topic. I mean, the topic is ridiculous, and I feel like you know, in her heart of hearts, she knows that it's ridiculous. But you know, I'm not. I'm not going to invite some woman on and tell her that her chosen career path is bullshit, even if I believe it. I mean, I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk to her and see where it goes. Uh, but I, I think people expected us to like have this woman on, and, and like the first thing is, say, "Well, you're what you're doing is stupid." Yeah, right. <laughs> it's kind of silly to even invite them on if you're just going to shit on. Have you can can you think of one that specifically? Because I don't think I've heard very many of those, and I've heard probably at least the last 150 episodes. So. Well, that we had somebody on to shit on them? Yeah, like, or not just to shit on them, or it went south at some point. I mean, I think there was one episode where Napier asked somebody how much they got paid, and that was kind of rude. <laughs> I remember that. That was uh, Willie Nelson's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's like, in a band how called much do you get Folk, paid? Folk Youth. <laughs> and uh, one of her songs was in uh, uh, Orange is the New Black. And he said something like, uh, so uh, how much did you get paid for uh, your song being in Orange is the New Black? <laughs> uh, dynamite question there. Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, man. And I, I'm, I'm excited for those. Like, that's kind of what right now, you know, I just I just talk to people for a while and it gets me a chance to to see how people are doing. I really have some people that I think, like specifically this guy that I'm going to have on uh, this week. The dude is really an admirable guy. He's doing a, a very good service, but he also struggles with mental addic- uh, a mental addiction, uh, a mental illness or two. And, uh, you know, if you want to put it on, on paper, I basically had a conversation with a crazy person for an hour. <laughs> But I feel like it was a good kind of crazy. Like he he has his heart in the right place, and uh, he's kind of like mentoring comedians and stuff and helping uh, young kids be able to talk to each other. It's really kind of cool, man. I have to. I'm going to put it up today, and you don't have to listen to it. I'll just give you the synopsis. But yeah, it's 
real nice dude. And I would have never met him had I not, you know, listened to shows and, and have a connection to reach out between people and go, hey, motherfucker, you know, you want to come talk for a minute? <sighs> people need to talk to people more. I think that's what's happening is these people are losing touch and they hanging themselves and stuff. It's not good, Mike. Can we, can we pause for a minute? Yes. All right. Hey, buddy. Listening to some B-Rob? He uh, put up a new episode with a fellow who I was doing a another show with for a small moment. What happened was, to that? You don't do that anymore? No. It um, Basically, it depended on my kid taking a nap. Exclusively on, like, that would be the only way I'd have time to do it. Uh-huh. And unfortunately, I couldn't, you know, like I said, 80-20. <laughs> it's not a constant thing. So I think that got kind of frustrating for both of us. Because, like, when I could do it, he couldn't. And when he could do it, I couldn't. So it just fucking, yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm only allotted so much time to my podcast. Um, kind of do it when when you can do it. That was like a live thing at a specific time, right? Yeah. That was trying to do it on it. Yeah. It, it was live whenever we did it. But we did make a plan to do it, like, Saturdays around lunchtime. So, so you're going to listen to the B-Rob show to see if he takes some swipes at you? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> you caught me. <laughs> is he is he mad at you? Are you guys not pals? No, Would no. We end talk. up bad terms? It, not at all. Uh, actually, he's uh, he had a couple life changes happen there while during that show was going on. And job change and was basically trying to... Uh, like be self-employed in a sense marketing for uh, that panda vape panda place oh he's vape panda he's the guy that supplied vape panda yes he's not the vape panda he's just a guy who works for the vape panda uh. apparently they have a you know they sell to the little vape shops and there's a there's a fuck pile of vape shops Mike they're everywhere there, there was a lot of them here. They were popping up all over the place, and they've kind of fizzled out. They've kind of started to go away. Uh, Man, I think they're holding on strong here. They're still building them. It's weird. A lot of them. A lot of vape shops. It seemed like we had uh, hundreds of them. They were popping up in every every little uh, nook and cranny you could think, and, and it fizzled out a bit. You know, there was one that had this huge lot like it was way too big for a vape place and uh they just had like a leather chair in the middle of the place with a big screen tv and it was just a guy sitting in there playing xbox all day uh waiting for somebody to come in so he could sell them vape and i used to drive by that i don't remember what was by his store that i went to i think it was like a walgreens or something and uh that guy was just always in there playing Xbox, and that didn't last too long. That is kind of the culture, I, I, man. It's just a place for like folks to hang out. <laughs> it's a, it's like an AA meeting when you walk in there too. Just this big, just puff cloud. It looks like something's on fire. Like, God damn, guys! <laughs> Can you open a door? Nobody wants. It smells like fruity pebbles and fucking vanilla and and. What is that? Cinnamon? Like, what the fuck are y'all doing in here? This is ridiculous. 
the people that are into it are way into it, man. Uh, Napier used to bring in his whole kit and be like, oh, this is passion fruit and <laughs> lavender and uh, vanilla mixed together. Give, give it a try and be like, yeah, it just tastes like vape smoke, buddy. Yeah. I mean, I've got one here, and that's what I got a, a bottle of the, the panda juice. And so that's really all. That's how rarely I use it is the same bottle they sent me to, to sponsor. I still have it. It's like half empty. <laughs> so it's I don't I don't fuck with these very often. But, you know, I've been in the stores and I see it. It really came out of nowhere, huh? A lot of people using the vaporizers now. And there's people that are talking against it. I kind of got into a little back and forth with this fucking guy yesterday because, you know, Rob is sponsored still, I guess, by the Vape Panda thing. And dude was kind of like, you know. <laughs> uh, oh, I saw that. It was a, like the morality of yeah. marketing vape. Yeah. I'm going to have a conversation with that guy. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, to each their own, I guess. I right, and that's where I came from. He was just, it sounded like a dick the way he came about it. And I listened to a couple and episodes. Rob's, Rob's show isn't for children. That's I mean, what it, I, I said. I was like, dude, I don't think he's going to take the shit out. It's an explicit content show. If your kids are listening to it, then that's your fucking problem. You know, like, yeah, what the if hell? It, if it was like a SpongeBob SquarePants fan podcast, then sure, don't advertise vape. Right. It it's weird to me. He made a couple good points, so it's it's funny too. But it's it's not really proven to be better or worse yet. It's just it's better than smoking because you're not breathing like burnt up shit, but you're still well, breathing. You're shit. you're huffing on USB ports. I'm sure it's not good for you. I'm, I'm sure it's not good. I, anybody who like thinks, oh, this is good for me. I don't think there are those people. Right. I think everybody knows it's not a good thing i hope so because that's is that going to be the argument in 15 years when some little like 20 year old kid gets popcorn lung or some shit and it's like well and then they're going to outlaw them and then there's going to be people with like secret stashes of just these giant robot dicks the the thing of it for me is is like i i felt like the the reason to start smoking was because it was cool a little bit. It, it's it looks well, I mean, cool. When you're, yeah, when you're a teenager, right. you know, there's other people smoking. You want to try it. It right. looks cool. You want to be one of the cool kids that smokes. You but don't. like, <laughs> you don't look cool vaping. No. And so, the main reason, I, I guess now the people that are vaping are doing it because they're trying to stop smoking or. They think it's healthier than smoking, but you don't look cool vaping. Nobody looks cool. There's some people that think they do. Have Have you seen those videos? Oh, or that what they make like smoke rings and stuff. Dude, if you look, it is pretty lame. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you that. Like looking cool vaping, in any sense, if that is not a you know just a complete uh, redundancy in itself. <laughs> like there are videos of contests of these guys who blow like smoke rings through smoke rings and then they blow like 10 little ones through a big one and then like waft it with their hand and they make like a dragon like it's it's pretty pretty stupid but it's actually kind of cool looking <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like the pizza dough championship you know like 
yeah, you can throw pizza dough fucking 10 feet in the air and, and make a pizza in, in two minutes, but you still work at Domino's, motherfucker. <laughs> like, don't. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I mean, I guess you, you, you find the little uh, pocket of things that, that you can waste time doing that makes you happy and, huh. I don't know, man. Like, I get the idea that it looks cool because, in a sense, when you're a kid and you start smoking, you don't have three kids and work 12 hours a day. And you're just like, God, what am I doing my fucking life? <laughs> like, you know, when I was in like fourth grade, <laughs> me and a neighborhood friend uh, used to uh, roll up newspaper and, and set it on fire and suck on an end of the newspaper. Uh, Maybe that's where it came from, Mike. We were really, really dumb kids. He he started smoking. He started smoking like in junior high. I I never never really got into it. I smoked weed uh, with uh, like a phone book paper a couple times back in the day with a real thin paper. Well, that's a lot of paper to use. Yeah, you never run out. Yeah, I don't think it's, uh, it's good for you. What section it was that you were like? Were you smoking out of the automotive section? If I'm being completely honest. I think it was the like something related to grass, like lawn care, because that was kind of like, uh, 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 let's use the lawn care because grass. It's pretty good. It's not. It was. It was probably terrible because um, I don't think smoking yellow paper is a good idea in the first place. But then, like all the other colors, and it's a lot of ink to be smoking. There's right. also two pages in a, uh, most Bibles that you can use as rolling paper. The first and the last. It's like a piece of tissue paper. Is that true? Yeah. Why did they put that in there? I don't know. I think it's probably like some kind of a protective little thing for the book or whatever. But yeah, it's a, it's real thin like tissue paper. And you can, you can roll up your marijuana in there and then smoke it. Huh. And you're smoking pages out of the Bible. That's got to be good for you, right? I probably not. <laughs> it's probably not good at all. Actually, now that you mentioned it, I'm pretty sure there's a book. I think it's a Willie Nelson book that's made out of rolling papers. Or a Bible that's made out of rolling papers. Uh, that's pretty on brand, I guess. It's not bad. I think that's probably one of the best things. I have to look this up now. Uh, sorry. Because it's not expensive either, from what I understand rolling papers well a book made out of rolling papers um the novelty of it itself i'm sure making a book like the production of making a book probably isn't cheap you know right you ever put together a book put together a book it's kind of a dumb thing to say isn't it i'm really i'm really just just grabbing for stuff you know what fuck it I'm done. We're moving on. <laughs> this is stupid. I should have never got off on it. Who the fuck cares about a rolling paper book? It's like a flack. Like, really? I think that's the other thing, too, is with vaping. Because um, I've, I've done both, technically. I, I, I see an angle from both. Um, when you smoke, that's definitely an addiction to the, the product. But also, you get addicted to the habit. Like, it's cool. Not cool, but uh, comforting. You buy the pack, you fucking you pack them, you smack them on your hand, and then you take one out and you light it. 
and then that's it's just you smoke when you're driving or you smoke well, and, and it's it's a social thing too like you know yeah, at my work you dude. you really kind of outside of the loop of what's going on if you don't smoke because everybody kind of goes out to the smoke shed and mm-hmm. and uh you know uh, gossips about all the goings on of the place and like if, if you're not out there then you don't know what's going on yeah you gotta hear it from somebody who smokes they're always in the know it's like a stitching yeah. bitch man they're just out there talking shit and fucking getting their 15 minutes on what's up bitch that's why Napier started Napier started smoking in his uh, late 20s <laughs> just decided to. There was, so he was blame me for that? everybody else got smoke breaks and he was just sitting at his desk like a dork. So he uh he picked up cigarettes and started smoking so that he could go out on cigarette breaks. It's a great plan. <laughs> they uh it's you really get used to the uh the, the action of it, definitely. So the my point is when you smoke uh, now, because of all the rules and regulations, there's really not a lot of places you can smoke anymore. You know, like you have to go to a place to smoke specifically, yeah. or you'll get in trouble. Like somebody will yell at you. Or now there's just obnoxious people that'll like walk past you and start coughing. It's like we're outside, motherfucker. Come on now. <laughs> you really? Are you allergic to cigarette smoke? Have you seen a doctor for that? <laughs> because I don't believe you. I believe you're allergic to cigarette smoke. Like your mama says, you're allergic to cats. Probably not. She just doesn't want you to have cats. <laughs> we just got to convince everybody that your cigarette smoke cures acne. That'd be way better. That'd be way better. <laughs> you want to stop smoking? Or stop getting pimples? Start smoking. A lot. Full I'm doing this for all of us. I'm going <laughs> to blow it up in the air and then we're all going to run through it. And we'll be blemish free. I think the the point is, I'm not so sure about the vaping because it's way more accessible, and I think it's way more accepted. There are some places that even say no smoking, including vaporizers and shit, like bars and restaurants and stuff. But uh, instead of having to go to a place for five minutes and smoke, and then come back to your desk and do your job or whatever, if you're allowed to just carry that fucking thing around with you all day... You know, you don't take five minutes and just puff on it for five minutes. You fucking sit there and you just take a hit and then take a hit and then take a hit. So ultimately, you're probably using it more than you would like a a cigarette. It's weird, man. When you think about it or you see somebody else that's kind of in it, it's like you you suck on that fucking thing way more than you did cigarettes. What if at bars they just had those things? You know, like when you go to the dentist and they have those um, those vacuum things that you can like spit into. Mm-hmm. What if they just had like like vacuum hoses in like 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 if you're sitting at a at a uh, in a booth at like a restaurant or something, they just have like a vacuum hose that you can blow your cigarette smoke into because that's what it is it's the exhale what if you could just exhale into like a a vacuum hose and it just shoots it outside then you can just smoke right there at the dinner table and you're not bothering anybody i like where your head's at i think also you know they smoke when they're uh, burning too so maybe if you're doing just a straight up vape thing you could i don't think that's the the problem i think that's a compromise we can all agree on you remember 
Member. Member. Uh, member smoking in restaurants. <laughs> you remember? You remember? Would you like smoking or non-smoking? And then you look at the place and you go, "Does it fucking matter? I can see yeah, the like smoke." There, there's a there's a small <laughs> piece of cancer glass up at the steak and shake that's going to keep the smoke from uh, the other side of the pizza restaurants, bu- okay. uh, buffets. You go to like fucking Bonanza or some shit, Shoney's. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I want to sit in the non-smoking section. Do you guys still have Shoney's? We don't have any Shoney's. No, we don't. That was that was the point. It was it was a throwback reference. Yeah. I haven't seen a Bonanza in a while either. They're all gone. All the uh, the buffets. Um, we don't even have Western Sizzling anymore. That's gone too. So still got Golden Corral. I haven't been to a Golden Corral in ten fucking years. I think I went there once and I was unimpressed. The breakfast is on point. That's a good buffet. But, dude, I, I did the bug guy thing for, like, five years. And, uh, yeah, I don't fuck with buffets hardly at all. I've seen some things, Mike. <laughs> I've seen some things in restaurants that would make you fucking blush and just go, Ugh, I don't trust any of you fucking people anymore. And by you people, I mean restaurant people at all. Shame on oh, you. They're probably all gross. They're all relatively gross, but some but of them you are. You have to kind of put that out of your mind, I guess. It's a tough business, man, because one thing that makes people not want to eat at places is roaches. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. So you got to be real careful. And there's been a few places where uh, it was just bad. So I'd either be like, well, uh, you're going to close today. Or we're gonna have you're gonna be giving away food <laughs> because this is this has to be done. Oof, that was a crazy job. I think that's what made me really like talking to people because, dude, I've been in you know million dollar houses. I've been in trailer parks, you know, and it's funny the different kind of people that you run into. You know, I see these people every three months, and I get to check in on them. And, you know, I hear about their kids graduating, or their parents dying, or they get divorced, or they fucking, you know. It's it's weird. It's an interesting relationship you have with people when you do that kind of a job. And there's plenty of things like that. Right. It's like cutting somebody's hair, I guess. Like, you see them that often. Like, hey, what's up, motherfucker? How you doing? Oh, and then you get to talk to them. Some of those people were like 80, and they didn't get to talk to anybody. So then I'd show up and we just hang out for a minute. They made me cookies and shit, Mike. It was fun. Sounds it sounds very pleasant. It did get sad towards the end because like I said, you experience other stuff, like, you know, these old ladies, their husbands fucking die. And you're the bug guy, so you don't really get like a memo. Nobody tells you or anything. You just show up and you notice, like, where's William? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so fucking sad, dude. Because by then it's like two months later. Like I had that happen one time, and it was, dude. Uh, I had been going to this house for probably three years, three or four years, uh, almost the whole time I've been doing it. And there's this old guy. They had this real asshole dog. It was like uh, it would bite you. Like it was a chow. And uh, there were like rules. And the old man, that was his dog. He just didn't fuck with the dog. He let it move to one side of the garage, and then he'd spray, and then he would make it go to the other side, and then he'd spray, and then we would just kind of chase each other, you know, opposite each other in the garage, and then I would go back inside for a couple years. And then 
One day I got there and his truck wasn't there. <laughs> but also, they were putting in like a security system and I noticed they had had a garage sale and like some of his tools were out and stuff and I was like, that's weird. Oh no. Yeah, and I get inside and I notice that like his clothes are gone out of the closet and shit. And I'm like, hmm. Now she didn't say anything to me, but I got down to the end of it and I was just like, hey man, uh, <laughs> uh, where's where's Randall? <laughs> Uh, Maybe is everything okay? just a divorce. Maybe, and she just she kind of looked at me and she was just like, "Oh, he, uh, you know, he he passed like almost three months ago." So literally two weeks after I was there, the last time he died. Oh, and I was just like, "Fuck!" <laughs> it wasn't bug related or anything, was it? No, no, oh. not at all. He was just old. <laughs> But I heard a lot of sad stories. That was the other thing, dude. Like, uh, there was one lady. Uh, she had, like, four or five kids. And their oldest kid, I guess, uh, was out running. He was an athletic kid, you know, played football and stuff, and was out running and either tripped or, or fell something and banged his fucking head on the concrete, like, on the curb, and he died. Same thing. Like, I showed up there a couple months after, and then just... But they were still... I think one of the kids came up and told me. And that was kind of awkward, you know? They just sit there, and a little kid, probably 10 years old, he's like, yeah, we, you know, since the funeral. And I'm like, what funeral? And they were like, oh, Ricky. You know, he did... I go, whoa, what? <laughs> and then to be at the end part where we get paperwork signed, and we're making small talk, and she's just like, yeah, he was out jogging. He fucking, you know... It's crazy. Now that I've brought the show to a standstill. So, <laughs> it's pretty deep, man. It's crazy, man. It gave me a, a, a real broad fucking perspective. I've, I've seen and heard a lot of different people's stories and just been like, huh, and tried to put myself in those shoes, you know? Right. So, anyway, enough of that. Mike? been a pleasure having you come by man i'm glad we finally got to sit down and uh, have a discussion right Ooh, thanks for having me i i guess right <laughs> yeah that's what you say sometime. appreciate it would you like to give plugs would you like to tell everybody where they can tune in to your show and and uh, get the follows on the tweeters i have on tuesday nights at strangelabel.com uh, back episodes at wfodshow.com. Uh, yeah, six three six four eight seven hand. <laughs> Leave my message. Anyway, hey, have a good Sunday, dude. Thanks. Thanks, Joey. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Well. You know, that show was kind of awkward, wasn't it? <laughs> I thought for real that I bummed Mike out. Like, that was it. <laughs> Just, well, thank you for your terribly sad stories. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go now. No, uh, he, he had sent me a message that said he needed to go soon, uh, 15 minutes prior <laughs> to, to the end of my fucking story. So, yeah, sorry, Mike. But, uh, anyway, had fun. It's nice. 
been trying to get that motherfucker on here for a while. So I'm glad it finally worked out. And I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at PoBoyPod at JodyB501 for me. Uh, sponsors for the show SpunkLube. SpunkLube.com If you'd like to get some slippery on your dick. Go and check them out. It's good stuff. Also, we have Merch.com for all of your Po'Boys podcast merch necessities. And that's it, I guess. Rate, review, tell your friends, tell your mama, tell your friends, mama, about the show. And uh, you motherfuckers have a wonderful weekend. I'm going to do the same. So get the fuck on out of here. Yeah. Let's go!